Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Sharon Haywood. Sharon sits on the Global Advisory Board for the Dove Self-Esteem Project. She is also the founder and director of Anybody Argentina. Anybody Argentina is one of the eight chapters of the International Movement Endangered Bodies, which challenges the toxic culture that teaches us to hate our own bodies. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Thanks so much for having me. Now, I am delighted to have you here and understand you are all the way in Buenos Aires, Argentina, correct? I am. Yes, I've been here for 10 years now. Wow. And um, I first heard about you through a website called Adios Barbie. Can you tell me what led you to be one of the founding co-editors of that one? Well, I'm, I'm actually not a founding partner of okay. uh, AdiosBarbie.com. Um, the founding partners are Pia Guerrero and Ophira Edut, and they founded it in 1998, which makes it the first multi, um, multicultural intersectional body image site online. I came around in 2009 um, when I was living here in Buenos Aires and looking for an outlet um, to publish some of my essays and my pieces, and I found Adios Barbie, and I fell in love with it, and started publishing pieces. And shortly after that, I was um, offered a co-editor title. So between 2009 and just until last week, actually, I was co-editor of Adios Barbie. Long time, um, and it's it's it was a long time, and it was a wonderful experience. Um, but it's kind of time to to shut one door and open another, and um, see what new challenges come for 200, 2015. So you've been working in the area of body image um, and, and the writings that you've done brought you to Adios Bob, Barbie, and um, that's what we're here to talk about today, specifically mm-hmm. um, girls and body dysmorphia, the idea that media messages are often no help to the healthy development of our girls. And I'd love to talk to you a little bit about first... Um, what do we mean when we're talking about negative body talk? Can you negative give me just a couple talk. of examples, though? I know there's a zillion of them. Yeah, unfortunately, negative body talk is something that's so normalized in our society, especially among girls and women, that we don't even notice it. So talking about, oh, my backside looks so big and I have to lose five pounds and, oh, I've got this awesome dress, but I can't get into it. Um, so it's any kind of negative um, commentary, um, no matter how fleeting, about your own body. And a lot of the time, that's, it's kind of a, a way that women and girls will interact. No, you're not fat. No, you look great. Oh, gosh, yeah, I can tell you've lost weight. So it's a real way that um, society has taught us to bond over. And unfortunately, it just kind of feeds into that negative body-hating cycle, especially when you've got reinforcement from your friends and your, your loved ones and your colleagues. Yeah, so um, without getting too historical, I mean, this is not necessarily a new thing. Um, I certainly remember this kind of talk when I was in high school, pre-social media, but I'm guessing that um, it's harder to escape from today. Oh gosh, yeah. I can't even imagine growing up with social media. I mean, their, their lives are visually documented every single day, starting often with parents and then the kids will pick it up once they've, they're moved into, they've moved into social media as well. Um, so images and kids are photoshopping their own images as well, kids and adults. Um, so a lot of the time, even the stuff that we're seeing on social media, isn't an accurate reflection of, of who we're looking at. And, and so since it is so pervasive, I mean, my goodness, <laughs> what you just described is pretty much the kind of conversations girls have 90% of the time, maybe. Um, and, and, 
then when they're not with their friends, they're ingesting these kinds of images and then the internal dialogue continues. And oh, my yeah. goodness, I'm, I'm always thinking that, that when you see a young woman who feels good about herself on all levels, it's kind of rare, isn't it? It is rare. It is rare. And that's why there's so much activism um, and so much talk about body image. Um, some people will say body image, like it's such a trivial topic. I mean, shouldn't we be focusing on more important things? But it's not a trivial topic. I mean, there have been um, many, many, many studies that have shown conclusively that repetitive exposure to the same kind of thin ideal that we see in magazines and on television and in film actually will lower the self-esteem of girls and women and be a, a contributing factor to disordered eating. So it is a huge, huge issue that, that really needs to be addressed because it, it's all connected to how one feels about themselves. So let's talk a bit about the role of adults, specifically women, in the lives of girls and how this gets perpetrated. Because I'm thinking if, if this kind of negative body talk is the air we breathe and it is, in fact, the thoughts that we continue to secrete from our own brains, yeah. um, and, and we as adult women are the mentors to the girls that we teach and nurture on all levels... How can we possibly be directing them in the right direction? It's really, really challenging because these sorts of negative body images often inherit it. And it's, and it's often done unconsciously. Um, and this isn't about pointing fingers or blaming mom for their daughter's or her daughter's um, poor body image or suffering body confidence. Chances are that she, her mom has gone through some negative experiences with her own mother and her mother before that. Um, so it's really, it's about breaking that cycle and it's about learning as a mom or as a parent, dads too, to be more conscious of accepting the body that they're in right now, um, which is a really tall order and it's not an easy thing to do. Um, but it's about making small changes. One, as you, as we opened up the segment, talking about not using negative body talk um, or fat talk or old talk, you know, oh, look at these wrinkles or, oh my gosh, you know, maybe I should get a tummy tuck or, mm, you know, my neighbor got Botox, maybe I should get it. So these are all comments um, which are very normalized but send a really clear message that mom's body is not very good. Um, so, and mom's body is what she's going to use to compare her own body to. So it's teaching, teaching daughters and teaching boys as well to to be critical of the body that they're in. So one really important thing that parents can do is just to become conscious of how they're speaking to their own body, both internally and externally, um, and learn or try to be more compassionate with themselves, um, not just for their daughters, but for themselves as well. So I'm thinking, you know, it is a tall, a tall order. And, and since a lot of what we're talking about seems to be running on autopilot, yes, um, <laughs> Maybe the best way to give um, our viewers and listeners something to hold on to here to begin, a step one might be, and please correct me if I'm wrong, um, a heightened awareness of our own thoughts. Completely, completely. I've, I've talked about this before, you know, the, the idea of um, just stopping your thoughts. You know, you might want to take 30 minutes and just free write, or even 15 minutes, and just free write without stopping, don't edit, don't go, oh gosh, I shouldn't write that. Just write down everything that you're thinking and feeling and review it and see how many of those things are negative commentaries towards yourself. So once you become more aware of that inner dialogue and that tape that's constantly running, teach yourself to say stop. Just stop 
and redirect yourself to a completely different topic or uh, me, replace that thought with something more positive, even if you don't believe it. You know, oh, that whole experience, okay. you know, fake it till you make it. There is something <laughs> to it. No, I like um, that. I've, I've used it myself, you know, for many, many years. I, I grew up hating my body and I hated my body almost until I was 30 and I suffered from eating disorders and, and I really worked hard at reteaching myself how to view myself. I mean, it's a lot more complicated than that. And eating disorders are not, there's not a, a quick fix for anybody. Mm. Um, but even when I was recovered, I still had to deal with negative body thoughts. Um, and every once in a while, I'll have a bad day. I mean, it's not something that, um, at least for me, that's completely disappeared. But I'm learning to be on, or I've learned to be honest with myself and to try and be more compassionate with myself. So, so those are techniques honest, that I've used too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think most people say, be honest. You say, oh, my honest, my honest thought is I'm not perfect. <laughs> but that's not what you mean. <laughs> no, no, it's, no it's, it's, it's about recognizing how hard we can be on ourselves um, and, and not berating ourselves for being hard on ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, I've done it again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Bad me, bad, horrible. Oh, my gosh. No, just you're human. Just... You know, okay, yeah, I've learned this. This is a tape that's been going in my head for how many years? It's not going to change overnight. So just recognize the small successes and the small shifts you can make for yourself and, again, for your kids. I often say we're not looking for perfection, just progress. Exactly. I really like your your idea of um, 15 minutes of just, you know, free writing. Um, I'm just putting it out there. Okay, yeah. I've this, 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 I've said this, I've thought this, I've engaged in these kinds of conversations. This is specifically it. Then when that thought comes up, you go, oh, that was on my list. Aha, uh-huh, that one. And step two being, okay, say stop and, and to replace it. Don't you say fake it till you make it? Yeah, you can replace it with a positive thing, even if you don't remember, even if you don't believe it. Uh-huh. Or just completely distract yourself to something different. Yeah. You know, distraction can be a good strategy in the moment. Yeah. Um, I think another another one that I, I might add to this mix is um, have a conversation with your friends. Um, and that could be your adult women friends, or if you're advising your daughter to say, hey, how about you and your friends have a conversation and say, you know, we talk about how we look and how other people look an awful lot. Maybe in this new year, we can pay more attention to that and maybe not do it so much. Yeah, completely. I mean, and it's good when you're doing it with friends because they can keep you accountable. And yeah. it's you're doing it for a positive a positive end, both for yourself individually and for the relationships that you have with your friends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, holding each other accountable. And that doesn't mean you need to ignore ap- appearance. So your best friend has a, got a haircut. Right. You can say, wow, love your hair. Uh-huh. Um, and that's not a horrible thing, but you can also talk about, and you know, and what you said in class today, I was really impressed with that. Or, you know, um, how you did, what you said to that person, or you stuck up for that other person really, really impressed me. So it's about balancing. Appearance is part of who we are we shouldn't ignore it completely um but i think you know i I think because of all the negativity surrounding body image there is that that reaction that appearance is bad and beauty is so superficial and we should just completely ignore it i don't think that's possible i do think it's it's part of who we are but it's one part it's one part it's not necessarily the part you have a whole lot of control over anyway but these other these other pieces that you're talking about um kindness and and compassion um you know how prepared you were in class the way you think um all of all of these things are are goals 
that you really can um, move towards. And and when it comes to valuing a person and measuring a person at their worth, I mean, it seems like a no-brainer to say that's the direction you ought to be going in. You know, I'm curious also about the role of dads. Mm-hmm. Um, very often, girls um, who write to me who seem to have a very low self-esteem and talk mm-hmm. about this this um, body image stuff about themselves. They often fictitiously sign their letters, letters like fat blob or, you know, mm. really they, they call themselves these names. Um, I often hear from them that either their dads or their stepdads are comparing them to another sister or, or to something. They make comments that are insidious and, and unrelenting and so negative that the girl, of course, internalizes them. Um, what advice can you have to, um, for, for the male, positive male role models in a girl's life? Um, yeah, that's really, really difficult. Um, and it's, it's heartbreaking to hear that. I, I had written an article um, last year about dads and, and daughters' body image, um, Dove Self-Esteem website, um, where parents can go and actually get some concrete advice. Um, it's, it's something that happens quite commonly. Um, and I don't think that dads are doing it in a mean spirit. Um, there may be, there obviously nobody's a perfect parent and there, you know, you have good days and you have bad days. But I think when you start comparing, um, especially when you're talking about your daughter's or your stepdaughter's developing body, um, there's already a really strong base of insecurity there. Um, there's so many things happening physically, emotionally, hormonally. Um, and you know, it's going to take her a while to try to get used to the changes that are happening in her body. And so when any kind of comparison comes up, no matter how, harmless or well-meaning it may be, um, it can be really damaging. And it, it kind of sets girls up to compare and contrast themselves um, to other girls and other women in society. And that's what they're doing now when they're looking through magazines. I mean, and that's what women and girls have been taught for many, many years, or conditioned rather, um, that we are to compare ourselves to other women. Women are our competition. We need to be, we need to be better. We need to at least look and be as wonderful as these other women. Um, so in terms of advice, try to avoid the comparisons. And the same kind of advice I give to moms too, um, you know, if you're on a diet, try not to make that super obvious to your daughter. Um, if you're really focused on your body, that's all well and good. But um, I've used the example, if you, you have a protein shake for dinner, don't have it in front of your daughter. Sit down with her and, you know, make, some, make up some excuse like you're going to eat later. But try not to reinforce a diet culture okay. because this is the age where girls are really, really um, susceptible to falling into dieting. And that is the first um, step towards an eating disorder. Not every girl that goes on a diet is going to get into an eating disorder. Um, but the majority of people, and especially young girls, um, move into disordered eating, which isn't a, a diagnostic, um, isn't a diagnosis in itself. But it means that they're not, um, they're not listening to their own signals of appetite. They're not listening to their own signals of feeling full. They're relying on outside, um, outside cues um, and what not to eat, what to eat. So you want to encourage um, listening to her own body. So that kind of remove your own kind of um, issues with your own body. Try to keep those separate um, when you're with your daughter. This is all great advice because by not following it, we really put our daughters at risk. I mean, we're not the whole part of the package, but we're strong influencers. Yeah, and it seems strong. to me that um, if if we are not cognizant of our own issues and mm-hmm. and somehow um, get more control 
over um, at least what we say. Yeah. And yeah. how we it's behave right. outwardly. Mm-hmm. The, the thoughts are another part of it, but at least what we're um, outwardly modeling and saying to our daughters, um, we're really, we're really um, moving them more in the direction that media, unfortunately, is pushing them. So, you know, mm-hmm. I encourage parents to be the positive influencers that we are yeah. and be aware of their own issues. It's like... Um, Come on, <laughs> the girls. Yeah, the it's, girls it's, need something to counteract all the stuff that they're getting from peers and from the media. Completely, completely. Yeah, um, this is really fascinating, and and I know um, from my own work what happens down the road when um, girls continue to measure their self worth entirely by how they look, and it affects how they feel, and and. Um, the, the goals they set for themselves academically and professionally, it, it's, it's all tied in. So not a yeah, trivial thing at all. Um, no. before, before we leave, Sharon, I'd like to give you an opportunity to let our viewers and listeners know where they can find out more about your work. Thank you. Well, they can go to my website, SharonHaywood.com, which is pretty straightforward. You can also, I please, I, I encourage people to check out AdiosBarbie.com. I'll always have a special part, place in my heart with Adios Barbie. It's such, it's such a great web title. I mean, it's, like it's Adi- a great Adios title Barbie. and it's even great. better content. So um, <laughs> you can also go to the Dove Self Esteem website, so SelfEsteemDove.com. Um, and you can find various articles that are geared specifically towards parents um, written by our Global Advisory Board. And I am a member of the Global Advisory Board. So you'll also find, you'll find lots of great content there. That is wonderful. I'm so grateful for having connected with you. Um, I Thank really you so admire much. your work, Sharon. And I'm, I'm proud that you and I, at least peripherally, are on the same team. Yes, I completely agree. I'm really glad that you invited me. I got the chance to speak to your audience. Thank you, Annie. Thank you very much. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens and teens and parents, visit AnnieFox.com. And check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People, and my latest book for tween girls, The Girls' Q&A Book on Friendship, 50 Ways to Fix a Friendship Without the Drama. And if you like this podcast, we ask that you review it on iTunes. It may be a little thing to you, but it means an awful lot to us. Family Confidential Podcast is produced by Electric Eggplant, creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. And tune in next time when my guest will be Stephanie Rock. Stephanie is the creator of the award-winning family program Let's Go Chipper, a nature-inspired, play-powered suite of products and services that deliver support to help empower early emotional connections between children and parents and experiences in nature. Until next time, happy parenting. Happy parenting.